this morning, I wanted to talk about what our response as Christians should be. And in uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, the, f- the first thing we want to look at is to be joyfully confident. To be joyfully confident. Uh, this comes on the heels, if we give a quick overview of Romans. Uh, Romans chapter, uh, chapter 1 through 3 talks about that all are guilty, all have sinned. Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, and then 4 through 8 really talks about how to make it right since everybody is a sinner. Well, that requires faith, faith in Jesus Christ. And by the way, if you're listening to us uh, via Facebook or on our website, I want to remind you that Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay for your sin in full. And he died and he rose again on the third day and reigns at the right hand of the Father. So salvation in and of itself is by faith in the work that Christ did on our behalf. And if you have not trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like to encourage you to do that today. And and the sinner's prayer, which is common in uh, many denominations, is simply this. You ask for forgiveness of your sin. You acknowledge your sin, ask for forgiveness of your sin, and invite Christ into your heart. That is the gospel. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and takes control of your heart. 9, and 9 through 11 of Romans deals with the nation of Israel and eschatological things that are to come for them. Um, and then in chapter 12, the Apostle Paul gets practical. So from 12 to the end of the book, it is all practical theology. And when we get to our verses today, we read rejoice in hope. Rejoice, the Greek word hiero means to be glad or to be joyful. And this, is, this, is, this comes before uh, the, the tribulation, which is in the next one, which is in the next sentence. Rejoice in hope. Hiero, be glad to be joyful. Hope is el peace. It's interesting, el peace. To look forward with confidence to that which is good. That refers not only at eschatologically, the end times, when, we, when this is all over and it's all done and we're with Jesus eternally, but it also applies to today. That we can have a sense of joy even in the midst of struggle and hardship. I don't know if you know who this gentleman is, but this is Horatio Spafford. He was a successful lawyer in Chicago in the 1800s. He was friends with D.L. Moody. He was married. He had four daughters. Uh, He was an elder in the Presbyterian Church. Life was good. And you know, before this virus came along, life was good. The stock market was up. It's plummeted. Uh, All the gains that were uh, gained under the Trump administration have been lost basically in a single week. So life was good. Things were good for uh, Horatio. And then there was a series of tragedies. One of them was a fire in 1871, which destroyed the vast majority of his, um, of his real estate and investment. So it really dug into his wallet, much like what we're experiencing today. In 1873, he decided to go to Europe with his wife and four daughters. And uh, 
because of a business issue that, that came up, he stayed behind, but he sent his wife and his four daughters across the Atlantic to Europe. Halfway on that voyage, they hit, a, they hit another ship and the ship sank. The four daughters died in that tragedy. His wife was spared and she eventually made her way back. Or she made her way on her voyage all the way to Europe. Well, when word reached Horatio, of course, like many of us, lose a loved one, he was devastated. So he boards a ship and he goes towards Europe. He's going to go see his wife. And about halfway through the voyage, about where the accident happened, Horatio Spafford wrote one of the most beautiful songs uh, that have, in my mind, has been recorded in, uh, in the hymnal. And this, this is the song that he wrote. When peace like a river my way When sorrows like sea
while you think about um, the loss that he had suffered, and yet at the actual site in which his four daughters perished, Horatio had this underlining joy in his heart that he could still praise God. I want to remind us this morning that our God is bigger than COVID-19. That our Lord and Savior is bigger and that we as a nation will come through this and Christians should be the happiest people of all. So let me remind us to be joyfully confident that God is in control and to make that the centerpiece of our lives this coming week. Secondly, in uh, 12b, to be patient when trouble comes. To be patient when trouble comes. He says here, Paul writes in 12b, be patient in, tri in tribulation. Hupomeno is the word for patient. And it means to continue to bear up under pressure when things get difficult. To bear up under pressure when things get difficult. And then mentions the word tribulation. Philipses, Philipses, which means trouble and suffering. We are going through some troubles here in America and around the world. They call it a pandemic. But we need to be patient. I don't know if you've been to the stores. Uh, I was at one of the stores yesterday, and this is kind of what the shelves look like. Uh, there's a lot of uh, people went out when this started. They went out and they bought mass quantities, and people have been panicking. And so the shelves are low. The, and also, it's, it's actually hard to find beef. Uh, if you've been out to Meyer and some other places, uh, you can, well, actually, Meyer was getting better yesterday. But uh, there's been shortages on food. But we've not only been hit with the sh shortage of food, movie theaters are now closed probably um, through the middle of April. And so this has a huge financial impact, uh, not only on distributors and, and, and companies, but, uh, but for the consumer, for us, it, it, it has a huge impact. Because some of us may not be able to go to work. We're, we're, we're stationed in our homes for the next 14 days, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, Major League Baseball has suspended the season to this point. We don't know at what time uh, the season is going to start, and then they have to have time to get it started, to get the players back in shape. And then we're talking thousands of dollars. So these are troubled times. Um, the NHL has pretty much suspended the season. The XFL suspended the season. All sports have, have been shut down. So these are major financial losses, major such situations for those uh, and, and those that work for these, comp uh, for these uh, different teams also have come under uh, financial hardship. So we are going through a, a difficult time in our nation. But these are mild. These are mild compared to what some people are facing, the ones that actually have the virus. It's been identified that those that are 60 and older with pre-existing conditions are most likely not to survive this virus. And so they need our prayers. But I want to remind us this morning that we need to be patient. That we need to just be patient when trouble comes. To continue to bear up when things get difficult. That's what we do as believers. 
And that's what uh, Paul did. That's what all the apostles did as they lived their lives. They bared up under the pressure of the world. And they did it in much more difficult times than we are having today. They were hated. They were persecuted. They were sought after. They were killed. And yet uh, Paul tells us here today, and he tells us today, right here, today at this church and by you watching to be patient when in tribulation and patient when things get difficult, when we're suffering and, and hardships come. I want to remind the church again this morning, God is bigger than COVID-19. That's the second time I've said that. God is bigger than COVID-19. This is another good verse to remember. Wait for the Lord. This is in Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. We as believers, we will get through this. We as a nation, we will get through this. There is a day coming not too far from now when business will go back to normal, but uh, we need to remember that God is still in control of this. He can do what he wants to. He is the Lord. He is the creator of the universe. So remember, wait, be patient. Uh, I was in the supermarket the other night and this girl was standing there looking at empty sh empty shelves and I s she she looked at me and she goes this is crazy and I said yes it is and this is uh, the first time that I can remember uh, since going into the ministry in 1987 and 1988 was licensed to preach this is the first time I've ever had to preach to an empty church and have everybody watch it on online so yes, these are crazy times, but I want to encourage you as your pastor to listen to what the governor has to say about this virus, follow the mandates and directives to stay home and go out only when absolutely necessary. So we're to remain joyfully confident. We are to be patient when trouble comes. But then lastly, Paul says, in 12c, we're to be devoted to prayer. Paul writes it this way, to be constant in prayer. Proskartero, proskartero, which is the word for persist. Not only are we to bear up under pressure, when pressure comes that we just continue moving forward, knowing that God will eventually get us out of this situation, but we are to be persistent in prayer. This word persistent also means to keep on doing something with great intensity. The posture of the church this morning should be one of prayer. I'm going to make a challenge today. I would ask the congregation and those that are watching um, uh, that are not part of our, our congregation, I want to encourage you to pray five times a day. Choose whenever time you want to, and you don't have to bow your head and close your eyes. It could be while you're driving to work or, or while you're driving to get groceries. Just pray to God. This word prayer, to not only do it with great energy, prosuke. This is a big fancy word for to speak to God or to make a request of God. Prayer is simply talking to God. 
you have a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. You have a personal relationship by the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and when you don't know what to say to God, he makes intercession for you when we don't know what to pray. So sometimes prayer is just being quiet and listening for God's voice. But you can speak directly to God. Just talk to him. Let him know the things that are on your heart, that are on your mind, that that trouble you. um, And just simply talk to God. It's just simply talking to God. You don't have to have a theological degree to talk to God. You say, God, I'm hurting. God, this situation's bad. God, this is going on in my life. God already knows it, but he wants to hear it. So we have to talk to him. We have to be devoted in prayer. If somebody is sick, and we have a lot of sickness in our country, is anyone among you in trouble? Uh, Let him pray. This is James 5.13. So pray, pray, pray. And God will hear our prayers. That's promised to us in the scripture that God will hear our prayers. The great Charles Spurgeon said this, prayer is one of the necessary wheels of the machinery of providence. That is true. Listen, as the body of Christ this morning, uh, electronically, if you will, as we're doing it today, we are to be about prayer. We are to be praying all the time. And I've already challenged you five times a day, anywhere that you want, you can, you can pray Just pray whatever God lays on your heart. Pray what is ever in your heart. Uh, Just pray to God. Talk to him. Say, Lord, this hurts. Lord, what about this? Lord, what about that? Just pray. That should be the posture of the church this this morning. Not only to be uh, joyful in, in confidence, be patient in hope, but be devoted in prayer or to prayer. Now, let me give you some things that we need to pray for. I think, uh, number one, pray for our leaders and our nation. Pray for our president, pray for the vice president, pray for those that are in Congress to make the right decisions that will help our people. God established the governments, and those governments that are in place exist because God has established them. And we are, as Paul would say in other places, uh, lift up those who are in leadership and positions of authority and pray for them. So I'm asking the church this morning to pray for our leaders and our nation. Secondly, pray for those that are afflicted. You saw the numbers earlier. Unfortunately, I believe those numbers are going to get larger as more tests are made available, probably right here in the United States. We don't know how high it will go, but we do know that we have a God that can stop the virus. So pray for those that are affected this morning. Thirdly, pray for our church family. Make sure that we're calling each other, talking to each other, seeing if there's anything that we need. Pray for one another when we're not here. When we, get, uh, when we come back together as a body, I bet you it's going to be an explosion of worship for us uh, because we miss seeing each other and we miss being around each other. So uh, again, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, but pray for our church family. Pray for God to intervene. I'm going to say this for the third time. God is bigger than COVID-19, and God can stop this virus in its tracks. So pray that God will intervene. Pray that God will intervene worldly. And also, I think, pray for opportunities to minister. We have uh, any time that there has been a, a national 
tragedy. I remember 9-11. Many of you do too. I remember our church was full. It was a great opportunity. Yes, there's tragedy, but there's a great opportunity for us to minister. The neighbor across the street, a, a, a friend that we know, call, check on them. I would encourage you to go over because you have to maintain three to six feet uh, distance between. But pray uh, for ministry opportunities and then minister to those people. And lastly, pray for opportunities to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Savior that went to the cross, lived a sinless life, went to the cross, put his life on the cross, paid for our sins, paid for your sin and mine, died willingly, gave up his life so that we might have life. He died, they buried him, he rose again on the third day. We're going to celebrate that soon. He rose again on the third day. He reigns at the right hand of the Father. And that is the essence of the gospel, to believe that Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Rescued is that word for saved. Rescued. Rescued from what? The fires of an eternal damnation separated from God. So we have an opportunity. Pray for opportunities to share the gospel. And uh, I'd like to make a plug here. Until we get back together as a body of Christ, uh, I will restart the Hoosier One series, maybe go back to the first message again and preach it again. Uh, but I do believe that's, that's an important series that needs to be preached. We'll get to that. But in the meantime, pray for opportunities to share the gospel. This is what I want to say this morning. Be joyfully confident. Be joyfully confident. Be patient when trouble comes. Be devoted to prayer. This is a good response to the COVID virus, to the COVID virus. That if we just focus on what Jesus has done in our heart, that will make us joyful. That we take time to wait upon the Lord. Also, the Bible says if we wait upon the Lord, he will renew our strength. And then lastly, be devoted in prayer. That's my message for you today. Um, watch our website uh, for updates. Uh, also watch our website for upcoming events that may or may not be uh, going forward. But let's close in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for those that are watching uh, this morning, which is our church. I pray that you would keep them safe, Lord. I pray that you would use them uh, where they are to minister, to reach out, and yes, Lord, to share the gospel. Father, I pray for our nation. I pray for our leaders. I pray that you would give them wisdom on how to attack this. I pray for those doctors and scientists that are working on a cure for this. I pray that it would be sped up. Father, I pray that you would knock this virus out and stop it cold in its tracks. I pray that because of this, Lord, the gospel would be spread that people would come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. So that they, like us, can experience God's ultimate grace, the grace that washes over us, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, that makes us positionally righteous with you. Father, I pray that these days of quarantine and being shutting, shut, shut down will be short 
and that we can once again come back together as a body of Christ, praising and worshiping you for who you are. Father, if there's one here today watching that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day that they give their heart and their life to you. I pray, Lord, that you would make yourself known, not only in our nation, but in our world. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us all of our sin. And Father, help us to be mindful, to rejoice in hope, to be patient in difficulties and difficult times and to be in prayer continually. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.